Off the ball. And Munster are failing at that detail. It's not the big picture that's killing them. It's it's the minutia, the detail that's taking them apart. Subscribe to the Rugby Stream on the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Right, Phil Egan is with us. Phil, good morning to you. How are you? How are you doing, lads? Uh, we were supposed to talk to Jonathan Wilson this morning, but unfortunately the gremlins in the system have prevented us from doing so about uh, Pep getting in his own way. Shane makes the rifle point. Liverpool, some credit for this, no? Yeah, absolutely. I think both sides of the argument. Liverpool, something Jurgen Klopp has talked about in the last few weeks about the lack of being compact Mm. and space in midfield. So they were very compact on Sunday. And obviously, I'm surprised to see Phil Foden so far back in basically playing as a wing back. When you consider that when you saw James Milner starting at right back, and you think of what Phil Foden did to Gosh, him last oh, season. Yeah. And James Milner was very lucky not to get sent off in this fixture last season. And just felt that City didn't get at him enough. Now, what I would say is because Liverpool were a bit more compact, well, a lot more compact, Milner was protected. This is what, if Trent Alexander-Arnold had been playing on Sunday, he would have got that protection. So he wouldn't have been as exposed. Now, that's not to say that Trent Alexander-Arnold hasn't, been struggling this season mm. has but Liverpool were far more compact it is easier to be like that against Manchester City it's more acceptable the next step is going to be how do they approach the West Ham game on Wednesday night where West Ham are quite happy to sit back in can Liverpool. you not do a bit of both like, absolutely I think you, know. you can yeah because Liverpool have players that can play in the break I mean that's where Mo Salah's goal comes from you look at the chances that Nunes created when he came on Jot had chances as well these were chances created on the break Liverpool that's why I've I get like Jurgen Klopp obviously has a way of playing and it has served him so well but it surprised me that it's taken up until now to kind of just readjust and maybe it was Manchester City was what he needed to to reset things a little bit and maybe and we're going to find out tomorrow night if it is a turning point in the season for them well Joe Gomez looked like prime Paolo Maldini yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden like he's getting so much slack and yet he was brilliant yeah well he struggled against Napoli now what's transpired since everyone that's gone to Naples has struggled this season yeah fair yeah. and they absolutely ripped Ajax apart they're top of Syria and when they play at home they are lethal at the moment mm. but yeah he you know he had a really tough night I, I was encouraged by his performance at Ibrox I even thought when he came on against Arsenal that one thing that happened was there was a one-two played around him, but he got back in position and got a block in, whereas we had seen earlier in the game or earlier in the season, Trent Alexander-Arnold sometimes gets played around and doesn't track. As soon as the ball's gone by him, he's kind of thinking, that's that, it's done. Whereas, you know, you still have to track back. Even if you're taken out of it, you can still get in and make a block somewhere. But yeah, it, 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 we talked about this last Friday, Ger, on the kickoff, where said, I kind of liken this to United playing Liverpool where United were already felt like at rock bottom under Mm. Ken Hag and certain games can actually be good now if you come out on the right side of it yeah and I I always felt that City were favourites going to Anfield on Sunday but if Liverpool scored first which they don't do very often these days but if they did then there's every chance that they could win the game how did they protect Milner how did they um, form that block was it 
was it personnel? Was it instruction? Was it that Jada and Harvey Elliott have the energy to get back and to be defensive when they're not in possession? Was it that Fabinho played well for 70 minutes? Yes. Yeah. yeah, well, if you look at it as well, it was 4-4-2. We didn't know if they'd go 4-3-3 or 4-3-3-1, what 4-4-2 they'd play. But if you look at it, and I know I had this conversation with uh, Stephen Doyle, who was on commentary for us on Sunday, and he said it was quite clear from early on that, that Liverpool played it a diamond formation where Fabinho dropped, and obviously Thiago and... Elliot were on either side of him and then Firmino played at the the, the top of the diamond mm. and then that allowed Jota and Salah to be more central obviously we had talked about Salah being isolated at times out wide and earlier in the season and sometimes Harvey Elliott was drifting into his space in certain games and one criticism of Harvey Elliott has been maybe the defensive side of things but he was on it and I think it's hard to know where his Liverpool career will end, like, you what know, what, what level he'll get to, um, you know, because when you're a young player, we know how much talent. And if, if Jurgen Klopp is starting as a teenager, you've got something about you. But one thing he has shown is he has an unbelievable appetite to learn and to work hard. And I mean, the talk is that him and Pep Linders have been working on that defensive side of things of what his role is when he doesn't have the ball. So I thought he was very good on that. And, yeah, I think it helped. Fabinho did have a very good game, whereas Fabinho, unfortunately, has suffered in that when there is so much space in midfield, he is not the kind of player that has all the energy to cover every end. He's just meant to pick up and he senses danger. And that's what he did the other day. Uh, and I, I think Liverpool just got their, their tactics spot on. And uh, again, I think Pep overthought it so it was a diamond and Jada and Salah were essentially free to go wherever they want with yeah. Salah uh, the number nine really yeah and obviously Ish. Jada because Jada yeah Jada's like you know a few things didn't stick with him up front but defensively he was excellent and that probably contributed to him getting the injury at the end where he run himself into the ground so you would imagine if he wants to stick with that system Nunes is a enable replacements and look Nunes when he came on lacked composure I mean the most obvious pass in world football history to play Salah in and he just decides to shoot but yeah. like he played he was lively yeah and that's the the encouraging thing is he doesn't shy away from it if he makes a mistake a few minutes later he put the ball in for Trent Alexander-Arnold yeah. Um, yeah, maybe there was another option with that one as well but is there a chance that James Miller gets picked ahead of Alexander-Arnold for these games for a while well I don't think so. I think if if Alexander Arnold is fit for tomorrow night, he'll play. And if he gets that same kind of protection and Liverpool are as compact as they were on Sunday, then it won't be as big an issue for him. He won't be as exposed. Miller's less likely to run past the right-footed player's right foot yeah. and like take everybody out. Mm. Oh, yeah, I know. You're referring to the, the Saka goal against Arsenal. Yeah. It, was, it was dreadful. I mean, you can't... And it, the thing Defend. is, it wasn't a one-off, or it doesn't feel like it's a one-off. It's no. that, that, that defensive instinct is is something that needs to be worked on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I suppose with, with Trent Alexander-Arnold is, is he doesn't no, see himself as a defender. He never has, but I he know, was but basically I, said, you, "You're going to play in this role, but you're going to be a creator in this role," and I, which, I, is, which you know, works when you have the ball and on, you're on top of your game. And on balance, the gazillion assists is better than the yeah, goals that you can see. Exactly. But then in those very very big games where actually you know it's it's going to be 50-50 yeah. is there any case to be made for not having him start the games even 
and have them come off and have them bring some dynamism to the second half. Well, some people say, why not just put him into midfield? I don't know if he's good enough for a midfield role, but he could actually play in... He could play in a midfield if it was a diamond. Mm. The problem is, when you play in midfield and it's so crowded, you have to be sharp and technically excellent. Technically, he's a good footballer, but it's, there's a difference where I'm talking about his technical excellence is the way he strikes a ball yeah. and delivers a ball. Yeah. But I'm talking with your back to goal. You've got two players coming in behind you. Can you pick the pass in between the two of them? As yeah. A, as Can you a take pass? a touch and get another one away? Like players like Thiago, you know, they, they could control the ball in a phone box and they, they have no problem with that. Klopp using, Klopp or um, Guardiola using Anfield as a, not an excuse, but like he pointed out his record and it had been pointed out at Anfield, that's two draws and five defeats when fans have been there at Anfield. Yeah. Like it does have an impact, the Anfield atmosphere. But um, that's what Klopp has created. Yeah. Where, one thing you can count on, even when Liverpool are struggling, is the crowd are going to be yeah. there for them. And this is why I felt with Manchester City, this will definitely get the crowd up for it. If you can't get up for the champions arriving in your backyard on a Sunday afternoon in front of the TV cameras, then you may forget about it. So, And the longer the game went on, if City had scored early, who knows, then it deflates the atmosphere. But the longer the game went on and tackles were flying, it was a little bit similar to last season where it was nil all at halftime. Mm. And then it just sparked into life in the second half. But the difference I felt with Sunday is Liverpool were very good. I'm not saying they weren't good in the games last season, but I felt last season at Anfield, Liverpool needed the halftime whistle. And when they got it, then they obviously, Salah scored that amazing goal. Last season at the Etihad, I thought Liverpool did very well to get a two-all draw. They showed their character, but City were the better team. Whereas I thought on Sunday, Liverpool were excellent. Mm. Um, and certainly... So you do think they're back? I don't know. Well, or at least they're going to be capable of these big performances over the course of the season. And so therefore, that should be probably enough to get them back into the top four yeah, and but they're, they're live contenders in the Champions League yeah well the thing is that, that performance though was based on intensity so yeah. can they get back to that level tomorrow night then they've an early game on Saturday against Nottingham Forest which Liverpool have played a few early games this season and they've been dreadful it's like they just haven't woken up but Forest will concede chances that's the thing about Forest. Well, Absolutely. I mean, and they've, they've a game in hand as well. And all of a sudden, the table looks great when you start beating Man City, you know? With yeah, those, look, those if, two games, if Liverpool beat West Ham and Nottingham Forest, then, you know, what a six days that'll have been. Yeah. And they, well, What's the target now? For, what's, the, what's the league? What's the realistic league target for, for Liverpool? I think they have to just make sure they finish top four and like Jerry said have a good run in the Champions League mm. and this is, look, they need a point away to Ajax in their next game to, to qualify for the, the last 16 if they don't get the result there then they've Napoli in their final game Napoli are already through but you wouldn't want to have to get something but a draw would, would probably be yeah so you'd fancy them to get a draw away to Ajax but then yeah like the World Cup obviously is going to make things very interesting and what happens mm-hmm. in the second half of the season what kind of condition do your players come back in? Mo Salah comes back in great condition Mo Salah comes back in great condition looks like Jota ain't going to the World Cup like the, the players that are going to be there Van Dijk is going to be there but he's a centre half yeah so it's not as if he's going to be 
you know, having to cover serious ground. So long as he doesn't get injured. Yeah. So long as he doesn't get injured. What what England players are going? Is Trent Alexander-Arnold going to go? He might because of the injuries. James, has Joe Gomez all of a sudden entered the conversation? Well, I see he's a shoe-in now, according to one of the papers. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. you know, Football comes that, you fast. that might not be the worst thing for Joe Gomez to like go to a World Cup and come back with a bit of confidence and you know an established England starter. Just don't take a penalty, mm. whatever you do. When Martin Keown was in the papers today, one of his columns, and he was kind of talking about how a, couple, a few years ago he actually said Gomez and Van Dijk is going to be the next great Premier League partnership. Mm. Now it hasn't materialised for, for a number of reasons, but well, I thought Gomez was horrific against Napoli. Like I thought that yeah. was a kind of career-defining shit show. Like, yeah, mm. absolutely. Yeah, and there, there was a few games where he's just a, a lapse in concentration, but that comes with confidence. Like you would imagine the performance on Sunday will give him confidence yeah. and then he's back in but you know what team do West Ham go with Skamaka started on Sunday but you know an, an old physical battle with Mikhail Antonio it, it could be the kind of game that Gomez doesn't need mm-hmm. yeah I look I I just think that it's far too early. I felt it was far too early to say Liverpool were a busted flush. I also feel it's far too early to say they're back. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. But it does mean because their results have been so bad in the early part of the season that every game is going to be a bit of a knife edge. Yeah, absolutely. Which is great. Mm. Like Every game is meaningful from, from this point forward. There's a lot of clubs in that situation now. I mean, you look at some of the fixtures uh, over the next few days that some managers are looking over their shoulders and like, a bad results and you could see a few P45s handed out uh, even if he isn't interested well I can't even remember that Pochettino <laughs> uh, Pochettino yeah. if he shows any even if he unexpectedly shows any interest they will, or will wait for him uh, is this like you know they're swiping right on all the wrong people Pochettino is available and if he wants it he'd be a great appointment for Villa you would imagine but it goes back to the fixtures so you're looking at Villa are playing Fulham on Thursday then they've Brentford at the weekend yeah so, so they are two winnable games but they're also that's the problem the kind of games that if Jared was to lose both then screwed I don't think he survives yeah I think the fact that a very well sourced story by three journalists from the Telegraph has details about the 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 owner's investments in Las Vegas is in the papers yeah and they're talking about successors like that the, you know, this, the, the, somebody somewhere is talking. There are very, it's a very well sourced story. Yeah. And all of the most important people at Aston Villa are mentioned in the story. And they all have doubts about Stephen Gerrard. Yeah. And they're pointing out that Stephen Gerrard's situation is exactly the same, pretty much, as the situation when the previous manager got sacked. And he had a track record of bringing the club up yeah. and keeping them in the Premier League. Stephen Gerrard has no track record. No. They owe him nothing. They gave him an opportunity and he hasn't been good enough. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't think he has been good enough. And he'll be gone if he doesn't get. I mean, four points from those two seven games. Seven goals yeah. this season. And the, the performance was, was a lot better on, it on, was. on Sunday. And yeah. if, if Kepa doesn't pull off a few saves, we could be having a different conversation. But that's just not the way football works. And, and No, so it's, it's a knife edge for him as well. Is Pochettino being linked to Villa, not Jim McGuinness being linked with the Waterford football job? Like, this is... Like well, it's so far beyond the realms of possibility. Villa can that it's pay like, him the same as any other club in world football can pay him. They have yeah the financially, they, I guess. Yeah. So it's just whether or not they can say we have 150 million this season, we have 100 million the following season. You're going to have full control over that, and we're going to give you the 10 to 12 million that you'll get if you're going to manage a super club. But here's your chance to bring us to European football, and we'll give you a release clause when a team in the Champions League from these leagues come. You can take that job. 
you know, like no, I, I get and I get what Shane is saying that this is a guy that always been linked to mm, big jobs, some big jobs. He's obviously been the manager of of PSG, but you got to make a comeback somewhere. You know? Yeah, look, it would be a similar. It would kind of fall between Southampton and Spurs, where it's better than Southampton, but it's not as good as Spurs. Now, I'm not saying like uh, Villa are a huge club, but they want to get to where he brought Spurs. Yeah, or, exactly. Or close to it anyway. But and he feels he's already done that work, and so he should be getting a Champions League job. But they don't come around. The good ones where you're not going to get sacked in 10 months don't yeah. come around all the time. So You just have to not... Matthew McConaughey, remember, had that rom-com phase, and then he stopped answering the phone for like five or six years before he got the, the Dallas Buyers Club jobs. Potts just needs to not answer the phone to Villa and these teams, and eventually he's going to get the big calls. From just leave it for a while. From who? Man United? That well, didn't happen. Yeah, well, from Arsenal, I can't do that job. No, the Spurs job maybe maybe might come around again. But uh, yeah, like, well, I mean, look, we know Conte is in long term. The yeah, job he's not going to get. No, so not none of those England jobs. Could he take the Atletico England job? Job? Yeah, the England job. <laughs> yeah, who knows? <laughs> right, you never know. Uh, no, I know. I, I England are going to get an England manager next time. An English manager, but they, I don't think they're going to go for another outsider. No, and if you're looking at it now. Like Eddie Howe hasn't done himself any harm with how he's dealing with Newcastle, but you'd imagine he probably is happy enough to stay at Newcastle. Well, he may as well, you know. And the money's probably better there than it is at England. I'd yeah, say it's decent enough. Yeah, and uh, Potter the same. Like Potter starting out and it's yeah. going well, so he may as well ride that as long as he can. I wonder with the England job, will a certain Brendan Rodgers be available after the World Cup? Because he's in that conversation of managers that just look like they're one bad result away yeah and he needs a fresh start somewhere yeah. because he's done and like, he would uh, like, people don't would, like Brendan Rodgers but he's done a great job you know <laughs> yeah he, he, won, he won a trophy he got them to within a hair's breadth of qualifying for the Champions League twice yeah that's a remarkable job yeah but he's not doing a good job now he's not and I know people say he's you know he's not getting the players and he's having to sell his best players but there is no way with the quality he has in that squad that they should be anywhere near where they are yeah maybe no, some I, that England squad need a bit of character as well he couldn't manage that personality and personality he'd certainly bring both. I know he's he's from Northern Ireland and I get what you were saying about outside managers but like he he's come through their system yeah yeah no that's all fair alright feel good stuff thanks a million Thanks, lads. OTB AM with Gillette in association with Movember. Whatever you grow, we'll save a bro.